The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. Ready, gates back and they're racing. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have the panel assembled for this public holiday meeting. Blue Diamond previews and three other stakes races on the hillside circuit at Sandown today. Mark Hunter, Harry White and Jamie Rogers to join me for the next hour. Good morning to you, Mark. Morning, Warren. How are you coping with your workload this week? You're, uh, you're one of the busiest men in racing at the moment. Yes, uh, we're going okay. We've had a look through most of Mooney Valley and uh, after all work this morning, we'll head on to Cranbourne Friday night and see if we can make some sense of that. How are you seeing this meeting today? Uh, I think it's a little bit tricky with a couple of horses first up and I find the two-year-old races are always hard to work out. I thought, yeah, I don't mind a couple and I think there's a couple of good value chances. So have to pick the eyes out of it, but I think it looks okay. Harry White joining us for this public holiday panel. Harry, first of all, good morning to you. How are you seeing the meeting today? Yeah, good morning, Warren. Uh, yeah, look, I think it's a really, really nice meeting for the public holiday. Uh, a meeting that I'm, I'm keen to play in. Um, my value bet, which we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on later, is already trimmed up this morning. So that's some, uh, some positive news there. But I agree with Mark's sentiments about the two-year-old race. It's always a little bit hard to find out. But I like picking the uh, eyes out of their pedigree pages and their jump out. So hopefully we found the winner there too. Jamie Rogers giving us all the updates from the market moves and where the, the money's going. Good morning to you, Jamie. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What's the interest been in this public holiday meeting? Yeah, we have seen quite a bit of interest uh, here at Sandown, but also in New South Wales at Warwick Farm. That is where the better back runners are coming out of. But at Sandown, the best backed is coming out of race three, number two, the instructor, currently at $2.50, and in the first, Wahini Toa at $4. And over at Warwick Farm, the best backed runner of the entire country is coming out of race four, number 10, June Queera, who's already firmed into $1.65 this morning off the back of the sheer amount of support coming through. Warwick Farm, we're racing on a soft seven at this stage with the rail and the true position here on the hillside circuit at Sandown. We're in a good four with the rail true. And if you're looking for a country racing fix in Victoria today, Hanging Rock and Balnarang are both good four and rail true for their respective meetings. We kick off at the hillside circuit, race one at 1.20 this afternoon. It's a staying test over 2,400 metres, a benchmark 70. Scratchings are numbers one and three. Jamie, what's the market look like here in the first? So, Warren, we have factored in nine cents worth of deductions here. In saying that, though, Wahini Toa, as I mentioned just before, is one of the better backed runners of the entire program. But we'll start with the two in Prince Ziggy is currently at $19. The four Gone West is at 17 The five Silver Tycoon at $8.50 would be the second best backed runner in this race. In saying that, Wahini Toa is holding three times more than Silver Tycoon. The seven Princeton Award at $11 has had a little bit of a double at that price. And the nine, though, is Wahini Toa, now into $3.90. And as I mentioned, one of the better backed runners of the entire program. The 11 Pacino at $5 is holding a similar amount to what we've taken on Silver Tycoon. Mark, I suppose speed's relative here, and they're not going to be setting any records, but how do you think they might settle in this event? I thought Adonis Kick would probably lead from gate one. Uh, Prince Ziggy would go forward. You'd think that Angel would be somewhere handy. And I would expect Max Mercury, who probably got a bit far back last time, to hold up leaders back and get a beautiful run. I think there's three hopes. And top pick's number nine, Wahini Toa. I think it's flying. It was beaten by a very much informed horse last time. Draws wide and just needs some luck early. You don't want to do too much work early at the 2400. So 
Many Cartwright will just need a bit of luck to slot in, fifth or sixth somewhere there, a nice toe into the race, and I think Wahini Toe is your starting point to beat number 13, Max Mercury, who has only had two goes on dry ground at a trip, and I think it should have won both. Just got in all the wrong spots last time at Sandown, still ran on well for third. 11, Pacino, went for the same run as the winner last time, wasn't fast enough to take it. It steps out to 2,400 metres. Ethan Brown takes the ride. I think it's the other winning chance. And then five, Silver Tycoon, who's been a beauty, gets out to 2,400 metres, which will suit. I'd say they've just been marking time since that last win at the Valley. It's next best, but it is a harder race. Nine, the one to beat. Nine, 13, 11 and five. How are you playing the first, Harry? Yeah, nearly a, a carbon copy to Mark. I'm with uh, Wahini Toa. Really did everything but win a similar race uh, last start. Uh, and that was on the back of a, a nice win at the Valley uh, in a 78 race, two back, obviously with uh, with no weight. But I think this is a very, very nice race for Wahini Toa. Agree with Mark, though. Just uh, Matty Cartwright might just need a little bit of luck early to slot in somewhere. But if that happens, I think that this horse is the, the deserved favourite. And I'm not surprised to see the punters coming for it on race day morning. Pacino, uh, closed off well, was held up last start. I think will be really very much suited to jumping up to 2,400 metres. Uh, the ride on that's incredible last start is what won the race. Max Mercury comes via that same race, was making late ground. Uh, I think can sit for, uh, sit closer to the speed, and I think that the tables could be turned between those two runners, as is reflective in the market. And then Silver Tycoon... Well, it's in winning form. Just coming off a fresh and end stepping up in trip into a harder race, I thought could be a query, but obviously winning form is, is hard to knock. But with even luck, I think Waheni Toa can be winning uh, the first and get the punters off to a flyer. 9, 11, 13 and 5. Form analyst in sync here in the first. Mark Hunter numbers 9, 13, 11 and 5. Harry White with numbers 9, 11, 13 and 5. Mark Hunter 9, 13, 11 and 5. So switching the second and third placings around. I'm with Wahini Toa as well. She may need some luck from the draw, but I think there's reasonable speed for a staying contest here. 9 for me. Ahead of 11, Pacino, who's very deep into the first racing preparation, as Mark outlined, was going for the same run as Princess Rani's last start and just wasn't going well enough to, to take it, but did work home OK, given that he, he lost his momentum and just wasn't able to get through that gap at perhaps a crucial stage. I think number four, Gone West, is progressing well. That's coming through the same form line behind Princess Rani's. He was $101 on that occasion, but he was working home well. He's a stayer who's had a decent break going into this preparation, but he's getting fitter, and I think 2,400 metres on the spacious track will suit him. And 13, Max Mercury, as Mark outlined, may be settling a little bit closer from that favourable draw with a, a good run under the belt last start, closing off from back in the field. 9, 11, 4 and 13 for me. In the first, race two is the Mary Bell over 1,400 metres. Take out numbers 1, 3 and number 12. It's for the, uh, the three-year-old over the, the three-year-old fillies and mares, or the fillies and mares, my apologies, I'll get that right, a benchmark 70 for the fillies and mares, scratchings number one, three and 12, take two and what the race is, Jamie, let's have a take one on the market. Well, Warren, uh, we've factored in 21 cents worth of deductions here. In saying that, we have another very popular favourite in this race, and she is holding more than double anything else 
compared to the other runners. And then there's two others that are seeing support. One of those is the two in Lady Adelaide, currently at $6.50. The four defining is in the market at $4.40, but we haven't really taken much interest on that runner at this stage. The six Rio Yuki at $3.90 is also one of the better backed runners, but all the support is coming through for Wishlaw last. She is at $2.70 and is, as I said, holding more than double anything else at this stage. How are you seeing the tempo here, Harry? Yeah, I think Wishlaw Lass uh, will will go forward. I'd expect Spanish Pearl to push forward from a wider gate as well. Uh, Cantina will be up there, and then Soaring Eagle probably gets the uh, the drop from a good barrier, barrier five uh, on the rest of them. It's an interesting race. Um, I don't really want to touch on hard luck stories or bad punning stories, but uh, Colombo Dior went around last night at Packenham as a dollar fifty five favourite and got rolled in the last. Uh, which was not a good way to end things last night. Got Ballynora and Dane on tour coming out. They're both going around at the Valley tomorrow. Both look really good chances. So interesting to see the stables have opted uh, to go that way instead. I'm actually with Defining. Uh, Defining was my value bet of uh, the day. It was 7.50, trimmed up a bit now, race day morning. It was 53 days between her run at Lakeside last start. So I thought that considered finishing in that bunched uh, finish uh, in fifth, but only beaten half a length, I thought was was quite a good effort. Um, and found the line well for a horse that really does want 1,400 metres. She won third up last prep before a second placing to Elation in a stakes race over in Adelaide. And I just thought she came up uh, at a backable price. Wishlaw Lass, obviously unbeaten. We don't know her ceiling yet. Uh, she can continue to progress. She's been well backed. Uh, and I'm respecting that. Draws well, as I touched on, probably lead, so could take some catching. Lady Adelaide, I thought one with a bit in hand in weaker grade last start, is ready to peak third up. Uh, and then Rio Yuki flew home into second last start, went straight past Forbidden City, who was in form. Uh, and I think that's a pretty good form reference. Could be ready to peak third up as well. But I think there's a little bit of value here, hopefully, um, now with uh, defining, trimming up, and having a shorter gap between runs here. I think she can run well. Four, seven, two, six. How are you playing the second, Mark? I think Rio Yuki wins, Warren. I think it brings easily the best form in the race. That Ballet Rich race, I think, is the best form. Rio Yuki was fantastic from the back. Draws one, can hold a spot without too much urging. I'd say fifth, sixth, somewhere there. And the way it's come back from a spell, it was good first up. It was fantastic second up, and I think it's ready to win. I think there's a terrific roughie here, number 11, Rumbled again, who ran great first up at the Valley, went to Flemington in the Rio Yuki race, just set out the back three wide. Had no hope whatsoever from there. Still did okay to finish where it did. It's fitter. It's a two-kilo claim. I think it's the danger in the race. Then number four, Defining, who had a setback going into that last run. Ran on well, suited 1,400 metres. And two, Lady Adelaide, who chosen to run here. It'll go forward, get a nice run on the speed. Fitter for that last start win has got some chance. I think six will win. I think 11 is the danger. Six, 11, four and two. They're Mark Hunter's numbers, and before I recap there, Mark, you, you've left out Wishtor Lass, who's obviously rising in grade, but two from two at this stage. How, how do you assess her in this race? It's Warren, but I just think it's crazy odds. You know, lining up those two horses from down at Warnable, I think Ryuki's got clearly the better form and should be favourite in the race. So Wishtor Lass, I know Miso's won since. Um, look, I just think this is a harder race, and I think it's way under the odds, but, uh, you know, it's fifth big. It wouldn't shock me if it was right in the finish. 
Mark Hunter's numbers 6, 11, 4 and 2 in race 2. Harry Wright with 4, 7, 2 and 6. A bit on the same page as Mark here and I think Rio Yuki comes through the right form lines and with two runs under the belt and two good runs this preparation. Just hoping she can hold a spot a bit closer from the, the draw. I think there's reasonable speed in the race. I think Lady Adelaide will be up there somewhere near the speed Soaring Eagle. So I think there'll be at least a reasonable tempo and She's close enough with the long run in here and she balances up. I think Rio Yuki's the one to beat. Six. Hit a seven wish door last. I don't want to underestimate her because we, we've nowhere near got a ceiling on her and she was good running down Miso in the last ride at Warnerball. Miso came and won a modest race and had the favours the way the race shaped up, was able to win at midweek level subsequently. Two Lady Adelaide, I think, is capable of giving a sight on speed. I'd expect her to push forward from that draw. She controlled a weaker race last start but she won in the manner of a horse that can at least take another step and she's been competitive right throughout her career and four defining next best for me. Six, seven, two and four. Race two it's 18 after 8 on RSN 927 you're with the Melbourne Form Panel